You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So we're taking you on a journey regarding faith. So that you will know what is authentic faith. Many people think faith is a feeling how I feel today. Faith is not a feeling. One of the greatest challenges that we sit with in the church today, that the church has been educated. It's got so much knowledge. She's been educated beyond her obedience. She knows everything and what to do, but she's doing very little. We're in a mindset where we're not obedient, but when we're not obedient, then we want to make sacrifices. God is not pleased with our sacrifices, but it's our obedience that honors Him. A matter of fact, your obedience is the only proof of your faith. Many people say, I have faith, I have strong faith. How do we know? When you're obedient to God's Word, our obedience to the Word of God is the only proof proof of our faith when you read you have to forgive your brother that obedience is the proof of your faith in the lord jesus christ that christ has forgiven you and you can now forgive listen what the bible says in 1 samuel 15 verse 22 and samuel said has the lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. We think witchcraft is when people practice witchcraft. No, your rebellion is the same as witchcraft. Think about this quickly for one minute. What you sow is what you reap. A whole generation in the 60s rebelled. A generation of rebellion. What did they produce in their children? Witchcraft. The generation after that got involved in witchcraft and all funny things. As a parent, what you believe and what you stand for has a direct impact upon your children. Father, you that are not prepared to forgive... You are not imprisoning only yourself, but your wife and your children. You want to be the head of the house, then be the head of the house. You want to be the priest, then be the priest. Go read Matthew 18. Not only was the servant thrown into jail, into prison, but his wife and his children as well. Decisions that men make has an effect upon their whole families. Titus 1 verse 16 says, They profess to know God, but in works they deny Him being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. God appreciates and values more than anything your obedience to His Word, to His commandments. Remember, Jesus... It's the invisible God that we've not seen. 
He walked on this planet, but we were not there. We believe that he died on the cross. But the one that is with us now is the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. Cannot see him with your natural eyes. When we read the word of God, we spend time with Jesus, the word. When you read it, are you taking it that God is busy speaking to you? Or do you just see it as a book? Because when you read it and you take it as if Jesus is speaking to you, and you become obedient to that word, is what pleases God. Not our sacrifices, but our obedience. It's man's nature when he's disobedient to want to make sacrifices. I'll make it up to you. I'm going to sacrifice. No, just be obedient. Turn with me in your Bibles to John 9 verse 6. Family, listen to me. As soon as you say that you're a Christian, you will always be tempted to deny what you believe in. As soon as you say... I'm going to stand for holiness. I'm going to stand for righteousness. You'll be tempted to deny what you believe. Then it's not about the sacrifices that you make, but obedience. Sometimes Jesus will ask something of you that is contrary to what your expectation is. Many of us come to church in a morning like this, and we say, if God is really God, let the pastor prophesy over me. If the Holy Spirit is in this place, let the pastor call me out and pray for me. And we have all these expectations in our hearts about how God should heal us, touch us, deliver us, give us direction. And we change the gospel to suit us instead of allowing the gospel to change us. We change the gospel to suit us. The church has got all the knowledge, but very little obedience. John 9 verse 6. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The way of obedience is the way to blessings, is the way to healing. God gave him instruction to do something that he's never done. To receive what he's never had. The problem in the church today is we're instructing God what to do. Instead of waiting for God to instruct us. Sometimes there are things on our way. That we're not even aware of that God is busy with us. Remember Moses, when he saw the burning bush, he saw it. But when he looked, 
and he gave attention is when God started to communicate. Sometimes we're looking for something completely different and God is manifesting through a burning bush. Say, no, that's not what I asked God. It's not what I told God how it's going to work. I told God it must be like this and this. He's the potter, we the clay. And when it comes to things of faith, we think we are here to instruct God. Prayer is not instructing God. Prayer is coming in agreement with what heaven has decided already. Praying and fasting is not to twist God's arm to do what you want Him to do. But it hugely changes you to understand what God is busy doing. Our obedience is the only proof of our faith. If you want strong faith, you need strong obedience. Nobody is born obedient. Nobody is born obedient. They have to be trained in obedience. Children are born with a rebellious nature. They're born with that sinful nature. But the Bible gives us instruction in how to help them to walk in obedience. Remember Jesus. Jesus, at the age of 12, knew scripture, was gifted enough to call and have a pastor's conference for three days. Ministering to the Pharisees and the Sadducees for three days. They actually listened to what he had to say. His interpretation of scripture, his gift, his ability, the way he articulated his words. They listened to him. God said, it's not your time, my son. At the age of 30, I will release you into your ministry. You have to wait. Because I have to teach you things about obedience. You might have the gift and the anointing and the knowledge, but it's not your time. I want you to remain obedient until you're 30. Then I'm going to release you. Today, as soon as somebody's got a gift, they're talented and they can quote scriptures, and he can pray for the food at work, we call him Muruti. You are planting a seed of pride in that man's heart. You cannot call him to be a pastor. You can only acknowledge the calling upon his life. But where is he serving? Where is he obedient so that we can see his faith? No, I have a great gift. I can prophesy. So, all of us can prophesy. You open your Bible and you start to prophesy. The Lord is the light of my salvation. I shall not fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumble and fell. I've prophesied against my enemies. I've declared God's word. You can prophesy. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You've prophesied. Just read your Bible and you'll see. If you're obedient to that, that word that you are reading will become a prophetic message for your life. Just be obedient to that. 
But because you don't want to read the word of God, you don't want a relationship with the living Jesus, the living word, you're running after prophetic words. And those words don't come from a place where it's giving you godly direction. And it sent many of you in the wrong direction. Turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews 5 verse 7. Remember, the first miracle that was ever done in the Bible, first miracle, water that was turned into wine. What did Mary say? Not let's pray now in tongues. Let's start to declare. Let's start to confess. Let's start to bind and let's start to lose. No, she said, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Be obedient. Amen. That obedience to the instruction that he will give you will produce a miracle in your life. Many of you are looking for a miracle. All you need is to be obedient. Hebrews 5 verse 7. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. Some of the tough times that you've gone through to teach you obedience to hold on to your confession remember Job the things that he suffered he held on to his confession and say God is God his wife gave him advice and says why don't you just curse God and die he said you speak as a foolish woman I'm not going to do that God is good all the time even in this time and this season that I'm going through I know God will see me through did not change his confession. Allowed that process to teach him obedience. It's when everything is shouting the opposite of what you believe that your faith is tested. Whether you'll stand in obedience or not. God, you have given me the promise. Now nothing is working out. Are you going to remain obedient? Or will you go see a Shangoma? Because it's not a matter of combining your strength, God's strength, with another God's strength. It's God and God alone. If we say that we are Christians, let's be Christians. Let's be obedient to the word of God and make the Bible the standard for our lives. The standard for obedience. We're busy with faith. Faith that pleases God. is faith in God and God alone. Family, listen to me. You can have the purest water, fountain water in this bottle. can be the purest fountain water. If this cup is full of sewage, even if I throw out the sewage and I put the spring water in here, when you drink it, it's going to taste like sewage. But when you are connected to God 
hose pipe with the right connection. Even if there's some dirt sticking on the outside of the hose pipe, when that tap is opened, the water that will flow on the inside will be pure. And it will wash away all the dirt on the outside. You need to change from the inside. Obedience starts on the inside. To God's word, number one. Not outwardly looking obedient. But on the inside, you've got a rebellious heart. Right now, even as I'm preaching the word of God, your heart is either receiving the word with meekness, or it's rejecting it. Don't believe what he says. Hello? Listen to what the Bible says, Philippians 2 verse 5. Jesus Christ, God, the beauty of heaven, became man, became obedient to God's will. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredible humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever. Obeying God's word at first seems very difficult until you start seeing that the only thing that God wants for you is your very best. God is not a spoil sport when he says don't sin. God is not trying to be funny when he says forgive. God is not trying to put you through a difficult time when he says bless those that curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. He's teaching you to be obedient to his word. Because in that obedience is where the blessing lies. Obedience in the beginning seems difficult. But as you continue to grow in the things of the Lord, you'll see it will take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. <coughs> Think about Naaman. Great warrior. General. He's sick. He's a leper. Somebody says to him, go to the man of God. You'll get healing. Gets there as the general. Maybe he had special clothes. I don't know. Man of God doesn't even come out. Says, why don't you just go dunk yourself seven times in the river? Gets offended. He's upset. He says, what is this? Is he not supposed to come out and wave his hand over me and say something? But God's perspective about a situation is different from ours. By the grace of God, instruction comes to him and he's obedient. He goes and he dunks himself, dips himself seven times and he's healed. It was the instruction in obedience that brought his healing. 
Obedience is the key to the blessings of the Lord. Obedience is the key to the breakthrough that you seek. It's your obedience to God's word. Take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Very interesting here. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He prayed. And the Bible says that heaven acknowledged his prayers. Heaven was aware of his prayers. Remember he prayed and he said, Father, if there's any way that this cup can pass me by, let it pass me by. But not my will. Your will. I'm prepared to become obedient to your will. Teaches us. There are certain prayers. That you pray that heaven is aware of. But it's unchangeable events. That will glorify God's name. That you can do nothing about. But be obedient to God's will. And you know that God will see you through. The way that God executes his plans in every person's life differs. Don't compare yourself to another person. You'll get frustrated. You'll get discouraged. Because God has got a journey for every person. Christ has got the answer to eliminate Hardship in your life. Sorrow in your life. Disappointment in your life. The way of obedience will take you on that path. The Bible says in James 1 verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. Acts 5 verse 29. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said we ought to obey God rather than men. I believe this message is challenging you to become more obedient. I want to read one passage now. Because many times we are looking for an open door. And when a door opens, we think it's there for us to run through. But it's not. That door is opened for the salvation of people's souls. But if you're only focused on what you want... You can sometimes run through a door that opened that you were never supposed to run through. You've walked through doors, opportunities you were never supposed to enter into. Acts 16 verse 25. But at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Remember, family, listen to me. We are not called to kill, steal, or destroy. This prisoner, when the doors opened... If they had walked out, the God would have died. That was the penalty. That's why he took the sword and wanted to kill himself. From a natural point of view, looking at his situation, he had lost hope. 
God had opened those prison doors for salvation to come to that man. Remember, Paul said, I've been obedient to the heavenly calling. It's the will of God for all men to be saved. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. How can you receive freedom and walk out of prison if somebody's going to die? That's not the blessing of the Lord. That's not the purpose of the open door. The doors that opened was to touch the God's hearts so that him and his household could turn to God. It wasn't an open door for Paul and Silas to run through. You are very quiet now. Can you see how much we need the leading of the Holy Spirit? How much we need to be obedient to God's word? The blessings of the enemy of the devil will always have conditions to it. But God's blessing adds no sorrow to our lives. Amen? Listen what Paul said in 1 Timothy 2 verse 3. I'm closing. For this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The world would look at that prison and see the innermost part as a place of bondage. Paul and them looked at that innermost part and saw it as a place of salvation. Saw it as a place where they could exalt and magnify God's name. They remained obedient even in prison to their heavenly calling. The only proof of our faith is our obedience. The Bible says if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Strong faith is a result of strong obedience. Our obedience to the word of God. Allowing the word of God to become the standard for our lives. Is the only proof of our faith. Family, when you read this word. Don't read it as a book. But as you read this book. And you meditate in it. You'll see it has healing power. It has deliverance power. It has sanctification power. Matter of fact, as you read it, looking for instruction and guidance, you think you are reading the Word of God. But the Word is busy reading you. Discerning the intents and the thoughts of your heart to show you what's really going on in your heart. When you're reading the Word of God, it will quickly cut in between bone and marrow. Between soul and spirit and show you go forgive this brother the release has not come in your life because you're holding on to an offense with this brother put your gift lay your gift down and go quickly and go make right As christ has forgiven you go and forgive blessing has been looking for you Healing has been looking for you. Deliverance and breakthrough. And every one of God's promises has been looking for you. But you've been locked up. 
because of offense and disobedience. As you become willing and obedient to the word of God, you'll eat the good of the land. Many of the challenges that you are facing today, that you are rebuking the devil, if you have to be honest, is just because of your disobedience. Two wrongs won't give you a right. You can make a decision today to become obedient to God's word, to act on God's word. Make that decision to allow God's word to become the standard for your life. Man's crisis today is still the same. It's us not giving Jesus Christ the rightful place in our hearts. If we had given Jesus Christ the rightful place in our hearts and have allowed righteousness to rule and to reign in our lives, seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, we would not face so many challenges. God says, the kind of peace that I'm going to give you is not the peace of this world. It's a peace that comes from heaven. But to get this peace from heaven, you have to be obedient to the heavenly calling. Paul said, King Agrippa, I've been obedient to the heavenly calling. Even when I was in prison and the prison doors opened, it was not for me to walk through. I remained obedient to the heavenly calling. And I made sure salvation came to these men. Because my obedience to the calling of God is the only proof of my faith. Faith is not something that you can see. But obedience to the word of God is something that we can see. Make a decision today to be obedient to the word of God. Strong obedience equals strong faith. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.